Accra gets busy on this frequency. 92.7, 3FM. Johnny's Bite. Johnny's Bite. On Sunrise. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Hasbunallah wa neem al-wakil. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows, and surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Assalamu alaikum. It's Thursday. Welcome to Johnny's Bite. This morning, I quickly want to say a happy birthday to two great citizens of this country. The first one is to Dr. Thomas Niama Okwabi. Dr. Thomas Niama Okwabi of the St. Joseph the Work Anglican Church. Today is a glorious birthday. Happy birthday to you, Dr. Emeritus, and thank you for all that you do uh, for me and my family. Also to Lady D of the Kaneshi Presby Church. You're also an ardent viewer of Johnny's Bite. Today is your birthday, a senior citizen. Happy birthday if it's your birthday. Happy birthday as well. There are three things I want to quickly tell you about before we get into the meat of the matter. Number one, podcasts. We're live on podcasts, and you can always go and check us out there. Johnny's Bite is up there. And I told you, since we climbed up there, we've stayed at number one. When you come to uh, look for news and current affairs in Ghana, we are number one. Yeah? You look for the political space. We are number one. We just climbed up there not so long ago. We've been sitting pretty. So you can listen to us wherever you are, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Yes, you find us there. We're live, 3FM 92.7, your urban lifestyle radio. And we're live because you like us, because you subscribe, because you also believe in what we do, because you endorse what we do, and because you are happy with the results that we always deliver for you. The evidence that we present before you, not quick one stories and some narrations that are not, <laughs> and are, are not narrating. So thank you very much. Then if you have not purchased your ticket for the 3FM All-White Party, I, I entreat you to do that quickly, please. 053 053-1100927. 053-1100927. 3FM All-White Party is happening just next week, Thursday, at the La Palm Royal Beach Hotel. It's uh, affordable. It's available. Let's shut down 2023 and bring in 2024. There are tables available, but if you can't, um, you don't have the numbers for a table, you can always grab a seat on your favorite table, whether it be platinum or diamond or gold or silver or bronze. You are in good company. We start from 10000 for platinum. We drill down all the way to 2000 and it's going to be exciting. Stoneboy will be there. He's inviting you. Aquabua will be there. He's inviting you. Manifest will be there. He's inviting you. KK Fusu will be there. He's inviting you. Kim Promise will be there. He's inviting you as well. So it's going to be a star-studded party. We're going to have the best party of the year 2023. You cannot miss the 3FM All-White Party because all your favorite celebrities are going to be there. All your favorite faces and voices on 3FM, also on 3, TV3, they are all going to be there. You can't miss it. You have to be there. And I entreat you to call 053-1100927 and 053-2200927. The last one is our carol service, which will happen tomorrow here at the TV3 studio. We're doing this in collaboration with our brothers and sisters on um, TV3 New Day. 
Well, I'm not new to TV3 New Day. I'm sure you know that. <laughs> TV3 New Day, the records are there. So we're doing this together with our folks on TV3 New Day, Cookie T, Bellamundi, um, Nashoko, Roland Walker, all the production team, everybody on the back end, Coco, Oliver, uh, Adani, name all of them. I'm on to everybody else. And then on this side, Helen, William, myself, Michael Ogbodu, uh, Crosby, everybody you know on our network will also be there. Six Twos on the back end. You should come and watch Six Twos singing the Hallelujah Chorus tomorrow. It starts at 6.20 a.m. and then we end at 11 a.m. So that's by way of announcement for you this morning on the Sunrise uh, Morning Show, Johnny's Bite. The first place I want to take you to is Parliament. And yesterday I got a message that broke my heart from Parliament. A message that suggests that the folks who work for the parliamentary service will not be receiving their salaries for December. Mind you, the Controller and Accountant General's Department led by the man who wants to be member of parliament, who has still not resigned from his post, published in 2022 that in 2023, all public sector workers were going to receive their December salaries on December 20. Today is December 21. Now, this is the notice. The notice reads that, please bring back the notice. The notice from, uh, yes, it says, officers of the parliamentary service, are informed that the service as at today, 20th December, is yet to receive notification of transfer of salaries for the month of December 2023. Consequently, officers of the service may not be paid their salaries for the month of December before the Christmas holidays. Given the circumstances, the service has made necessary financial arrangements to cushion officers during the Christmas holidays. The support will be made available to officers before the house rises on 22nd December 2023. That's tomorrow. The service is grateful to officers for their patience and understanding. This is issued by Daniel T. Chiraura. He is the director of finance for the clerk to parliament. So uh, friends who work in parliament, whether they be in the audit department, the finance department, whether they be in the public affairs department, whether they are research assistants to parliamentarians, all those people, drivers, etc., they will all, they may not receive their salaries, as the statement says. So the question that comes to mind is when Speaker Bagbin speaks about um, budgetary allocation to parliament and all of that, it's a short supply and we see the executive streaming in cash and collecting gate fees and SML and all those deals happening around the money flying left, right, center. You ask yourself, do we as a country take parliament serious? And these people who work in parliament or at parliament, they will go back home. There are people who say, oh, Parliament. It's a big man in Parliament. And at Christmas, he will find the Sakura. How did we get here? How did we get here? And you see, I, I'm speaking about this because the, uh, the, the, the man at the top of Controller and Accountant General is not focusing on the work. He wants to go to Parliament. The next question you want to ask is, why are they all running to parliament when they have substantive jobs? That's the question we ask. Why are they all running to parliament and not focusing on the job, but all running to parliament? And then you have the scholarship secretariat boss 
who has refused to pay, refused to pay. Children are in school. They have traveled out of the country, out of their comfort zones. And Abrotre is not like Ghana where you can walk to your auntie's house to say, auntie, I'm hungry. My mother says, Monday will come next week, so give me small rice and chicken. It's not like that. And he is also interested in a parliamentary seat. Check the institutions that are usually, they have 40, 40 situations around them. They are all running to parliament. So the question is, what have they seen? What do they know? What have they seen? What do they know? Not so long ago, Naka, the boss at Naka, Dr. Ama, he also ran to parliament. He left Naka. The children still do not have textbooks. We changed the curriculum. Comprehensive sexuality education. We couldn't print the textbooks. We are still busy flaunting statistics. Today, parliament, parliamentary service, their salary for December will not come because we promised that they were going to get their salary. Hey, boss, please show me the news, news, news clipping. That says it gives us the dates when all their salaries were going to be paid. And on that, on that sheet, they said on the 20th of December, the salaries were going to be paid. They have also published for 2024. But the question is, you have not paid me for 2023 December. When I need the money the most to prepare for Christmas and also to get ready for the new term. So my children, I get home. My neighbor's children are eating their rice and akukonai and akukokong and akukosre. They are eating their fufu with wolo or tolo. And here I am hoping that my money will drop. And these are the people who are supposed to work from the deepest depth of their hearts in the interest of parliament and in the interest of Mother Ghana. The second one I want to talk about is <clears throat> how the National Theatre was filled to capacity over a period of, we had three days earlier, right? And then we have had another three, and then the organizers are promising that we have had, we'll have another two. So kudos to George Quay of Image Bureau and to Nashokov of April Communications and to the National Theatre of Ghana. This was the National Theatre the day before yesterday. Yesterday, it was equally filled. This is a photo I took of George Quay's Facebook page. Remember when I spoke about the National Theatre, how dirty and smelly it was? How cockroaches and bugs and rodents had taken over the National Theatre? How the curtains were dirty? How the chairs in the auditorium were, were getting destroyed? How the washrooms were untidy? How their numerical staff strength had dwindled over the years, how they were not replacing um, the, the, the people, the staff who are retiring, how knowledge was not being transferred, skill transfer, and all of that. I spoke about all those things, even including costumes. And I told you that the numbers were coming down, people were disheartened. Then the people at the National Theatre decided that, oh, they were going to show, uh, demonstrate their, their anger and frustration. The board chairman says they have put the National Theatre in a bad light. He wrote it on paper and signed though. That they had put the National Theatre in a bad light and that the National Theatre will suffer from filling the place like this. I'm paraphrasing. We have had the gods are not to blame. One, two, three. We have had another one, two, three. Right? In fact, we had one, two, three, four. And then we had one, two, three. And then now we are going to do 20, show the pictures, please. 27, 28, show the pictures. Within this short period, the National Theatre has enjoyed a lot of patronage. 
Just because we also change the carpets, change the chairs, the place doesn't smell. It now smells good. When you get in there, you know that cockroaches will not be playing around your body. Rodents will not be running across your leg just to come and eat some of your popcorn if you were eating popcorn in there. It is a question of maintenance culture. And I told you that the National Theatre was a gift. And I've called Dr. Mohamed Awal to get involved in the conversation. Because I say that this government promised to build theatres across the country. This government has failed to build those theatres. It is only great that the theatre that still exists, they will take care of that theatre and make it great again, like the National Theatre that we all knew. But no. But no. So when you ask questions, now they're going to the point of even threatening some of the people at the National Theatre. People who work over time, and all they take home is 60 Ghana cities. 60 Ghana cities over time. We, all these great people who went to enjoy the show, they liked it. They have been applauding George Quay and Nashoko and their team, Adote and everybody. They said, Charlie, you guys have done well. The extras that joined and the, the staff of National Theatre, etc., who joined, officially, National Theatre will give all of them 60 Ghana cities each. Think about it. 60 Ghana, Edidi Bronya. Those are the issues we are talking about. We are not talking about somebody's parochial interest and protection of somebody. Let me talk about another state institution. And you know, I've, I've decided not to talk about this SML deal. Because if I start talking about it, we'll have a full week for it. GRA has questions to answer. And the questions that GRA has to answer will start from let the retirees go and let the young grow. Because you know that Reverend Amishadai is supposed to be on pension. But Nanado loves his old brigade friends. So he likes to keep old people at post. I will give you a comprehensive list of how Nanado is interested in keeping old people in employment and young people still have to struggle for employment. I'll demonstrate that to you next week, or maybe the week after, or maybe when we enter the new year. But take me to, take me to the north, please. Show me the correspondences. And you see, there's another one there who is supposed to go on retirement who has been threatening the people that if anybody takes, I mean, who said going on a demonstration or a strike is a crime and it is a, 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 a prerequisite for being sacked from work? Please just show me any of them of your choice, any of the correspondences from the ICO. Just show me. Just show me any of the correspondences. This is a, a response. I'll read the boss's response first. It says, Gawu of TUC, and he wrote this letter I was written yesterday. ICO Limited, Post Office Box 70, Navrongo, email is there. Dear sir, read, notice of industrial action uh, sit-down strike over ICO Managing Director, Dr. Benedict Bonaventure Aligbam. Eh? Refusal to retire at 60 years. The management acknowledges receipt of your letter dated December 13, 2023, addressing the mentioned subject. After careful consideration of the concerns outlined in your correspondent, it has been determined that the issues raised are deemed unwarranted. Management has observed 
a notable degree of self-interest driving the strike, extending its influence to include not only employees but also farmers. This development is viewed as a potential threat to the overall progress of ICO as a company. Consequently, management, one, strongly cautions Gawu against engaging in any strike. As such, actions are expected to disrupt the smooth flow of work, reduce overall productivity, and possibly impede the company's financial commitment in addressing the identified concerns. Same tone like the Nana Fredua situation at the National Theatre. Same tone like the Amy situation at the National Theatre, threatening the people. Now, failure to adhere to this warning, this is the meat of the matter. Failure to adhere to this warning will lead to consequences no less than uh, the, um, no less severe than the failure, than the termination of employment for any staff or group of staff supporting such actions. They are threatening to sack people. And then they said, however, management does not impede Gao from seeking resolution through dialogue with top management for issues that remain unsatisfactory. I am dissatisfied, and you are dictating how I should protest with my dissatisfaction. That is the impudence that we have, and this is coming from a retiree. And then he says, in accordance with uh, point three, Gao is anticipated to provide management with an updated all-inclusive CA a comprehensive agreement which will form the basis for the discussion. Dr. Benedict Bonaventure Aligbam, uh, Aligbam uh, is a managing director. He wrote and he copied everybody else. He didn't copy the minister. And I'll tell you why. The minister, I have it on good information. Please let's see the, 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 the grievances. I have it on good information that the regional minister has said that, oh, we have not given Dr. Aligbam any contract extension. So we expect that when he's 60, he will go home honorably and play with his grandchildren. We expect that he will go home and play with his... Let, let's go back. You just go back. Let's go up, up a bit. This is a, quite a lengthy one. So we'll read just one or two of them and then come back to it later. The regional minister said, we have not given any contract extension. So we do not know why he is holding himself up there. As far as we know, we have not. But you see, when you have... People who know that they have boards behind them who can sidestep the minister and go straight to the president to ask for contract extension against what the president promised us, then you know that they are powerful. He says, Dr. Ligiban has a stake attained the comp uh, compulsory retirement age of 60 years as at December 6, 2023. Then he receives a letter on the 13th of December, takes his time to answer to the letter on the 20th of December, which was the date that the people said they were going on strike. That Article 199, all of those ones. Now, it says that, uh, let's read uh, point six. No, no, point five. No past MD in the 40 years history of the company has been granted contract upon their compulsory retirement because it is not provided for in the terms of agreement. And Dr. Aligibam is no exception. Six, doctor, a doctor's conditions of service as managing director is unequivocally spelled out in his employment uh, letter and conditions of service document. Post-retirement contract is not part of his employment contract, just like all other employees of the company. There is largely, there is already a terrible human relations between uh, the MD and workers, which the previous and the current board of directors has, have been making efforts to resolve. A couple of prominent people in society have made efforts at resolving the matter. In all the instances, the MD would calm down a bit, and then in a short while, 
he will return to the same attitude of picking targeted worker after worker for bullying. The protracted tension is having a great toll on productivity at workplace and it is negative effect on uh, industrial harmony and peace. The union has been making every effort to have a peaceful working environment all to no avail. Very useful suggestions made by the union geared towards improving the lot of the company have been ignored. The MD has similar human relations issues with other stakeholders and its attendant problems. Granting post-retirement contract to the MD will be a dangerous precedent which will have negative failure implications for the company. Future managers would explore the new precedent and would do just anything to secure their position when they are due for retirement. Other concerns involving the manner in which resources of the company have been managed since they were handed over to the, him, the ND, is being shelved for now with the hope that he will honorably embrace his retirement with joy, just as his predecessors did, and pave way for the young to also grow. This one, they took it from me. Come and pay royalty. With Doc still in office, it is feared that the upcoming dry season irrigation service charges may be used the same way that the past season's uh, irrigation service charges have been used because in the last four seasons, despite high recovery rates, the company always ran itself into a cash flow problem mid-season, resulting in workers not getting fuel for normal operations. That is your food at risk. The situation resulted at some point in farmers having to step in to buy fuel for some water uh, bailiffs in order to get irrigation water delivered to them. This is unprecedented and must never be allowed to continue. You may want to know how the cash is being used. 16, final one, we'll continue tomorrow. All useful suggestions from the union aimed at a better management of the company have fallen on deaf ears. Suggestions on resources allocation to critical activities and expenditure lies with a view to avoiding the persistent cash trap situations mid-season is being ignored by the boss. Now, the question you ask, my final question, will the president listen to us for once? Because this affects agriculture. This affects food security. This affects livelihood. This affects industrial harmony. This affects Ghana beyond aid. This creates Ghana beyond A. This creates a nation that begs and a nation that borrows excessively. This creates disharmony between the young and old because old people, I, I, I insist, cannot be employed, having had employment over, over 20, 30 years, and then young people who are just out of school or who have completed school will be home for years without work and still be taking monies from their old pensioners' parents. It's a big conversation that must be had. And if any government cares for the young people, they will be focusing on things like this. I have taken my last two years and more telling you about let the retirees go and let the young grow. The places where the president has had cause to listen and has put young people there, we have seen the changes. The places where he has kept his old friends, we have also seen the changes that are there. I am not anti-age. Make them board chairman. But so long as you keep them in the day-to-day -day activities, they will be running papacracy. And papacracy and mamacracy, it doesn't help anybody. Have a good morning. Johnny's Bite. Johnny's Bite. On Sunrise.